0: Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm researcher Dr. Kelly Jones, and I also miss gravity, friction, and smashing things to pieces. And I'm story expert and creepy little girl in a white room, Lottie Diane Rich. And we're here today to talk about Angel, Season 3, Episodes 17 and 18, Forgiving, which is a Watcher, and Double or Nothing, which is a Skipper.
1: Oh, do you want your little baby back? Then let's raise the stakes. Forgiving, Angel is determined to get Connor back while Fred and Gunn try to find Wesley. Justine reels in the face of Holtz's not dragging her to the hell dimension with him, and Lauren tries to be a moral center for Angel, who's just not interested. Angel kidnaps Linwood Murrow and tortures him to get the information he needs to bring Sajan back so that he can open a portal to Kortov, but when the spell drops a newly corporeal Sajan somewhere in the middle of Los Angeles, Angel refuses to give up and goes out to hunt him down. Fred and Gunn's search for Wesley brings them to Sajan's lair where Justine is pining away for the romantic pin to the table with an ice pick daze of her romance with Holtz who, (laughs) let's face it, is a legit fucking psychopath. Justine tells them that she slit Wesley's throat and Fred punches her in the face, which is awesome. (laughs) Sajan shows up and starts some trouble and then Angel shows up and Sajan stops trying to kill everyone long enough to explain that he planted the prophecies because he wanted Connor to die because in the real prophecies, Connor kills Sajan. Once he explains everything, they get to fighting and just as Sajan's about to kill Angel, Justine opens a magical urn and traps him in it. Nobody knows why. Probably least of all Justine. They all search for Wesley, but as the sun is about to come up, Angel goes back to the Hyperion and hangs with Lorne while Fred and Gunn continue the search successfully. They find Wesley and call Angel when they're at the hospital. Angel goes to the hospital and tells Wesley he knows why he did what he did and that it's very important that Wesley understand that he didn't turn bad and he's not Angelus as he takes a pillow and tries to smother Wesley, yelling that he's going to kill Wesley for taking his son. Orderlies pull a screaming angel off of Wesley, and Wesley gasps for breath as they drag Angel away. All right, so Doctor Jones, forgiving, what'd you think? What on you on the perfect happiness scale? Zero at stake. This six at lost your soul. Where'd you land?
0: Oh man, so I gave this a five. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a tough episode, but it's so good. Yes. And the ending is just brutal, and Mm -hmm. Lila is amazing, and I can feel Angel's pain and rage and desperation. I don't understand how Wesley survived for so long, but I'm really (laughs) glad he did, and (laughs) this episode raises a lot of research questions, and God, Angel is just heartbreaking. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so
1: hard to watch, but it's so good. All right. Um, I give this episode a five as well. Um, It is really hard to watch, especially at the end, but it's so, so good. I mean, I love Dark Angel. And if all we get of Wesley in this episode is half dead Wesley, then I'll settle for Dark Angel here. Um, What the loss of Connor does to him is so hard, but really good. The only thing bringing it down from a five to a six is fucking Justine, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) We'll talk about that when we get to the staking. (laughs) But for right now, I'm going to start with moments of perfect happiness, and i got to say Dark Angel, like Angry Mm -mm. Angel. Now we've got Angry and Dark Angel, and I just freaking love it. I love when he kidnaps Linwood. (laughs) We're like... (laughs) What are you doing? He, Lauren's talking to him downstairs, and he's, like, picking up the message spike, and then he's, like, got the little, he's the <laughs> staple remover, and you're like, what in the world is he doing? And he goes upstairs, and there's Linwood tied to a chair. <laughs> and I just, it was funny, and it's sad and horrifying and everything, but I just, I love it. Um, you know, oh, God, but the heartbreaking moment. When they're talking about calling Cordelia and he says she'll be back soon. When she does, she'll have presents for Connor and he's going to be here so she can give them to him. Okay. And it's so sad and so desperate. And like the he's so deadpan the whole episode, except that Mm -hmm. one moment where Fred starts talking about Cordelia. Yeah. And that is yeah. so, so heartbreaking. Um, I love when he's got Linwood down for the um for the the spell to bring back Sajan and then nothing happens. So instead of going into the elevator, he just starts banging the chair behind <laughs> up the steps. And then when Linwood is of no more use to him, he just drops him and he goes lying down. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny and awful at the same time and really so great. And I absolutely love all of it.
0: I love how kind of like at first we don't know what he's doing. You yeah. Know, and Lauren is trying to talk to him. And Angel's like examining all these objects. And Lauren says something about a needle in a haystack. And Angel's like, huh, yeah, I should have gotten a needle. needle. And he's just like, <laughs> in the zone you know yeah. and then he opens that door and linwood's in there looking like what the hell has happened to me and <laughs> but he's still like he's still winwood you know yeah and he introduces himself to lorne I and know. he's like and you are and lorne goes deeply troubled <laughs> <laughs> I can love it. It's so, great.
1: <laughs> it's so great. No, it's just all of that is so fantastic. I absolutely love it. I also love when um, Angel goes out into the courtyard, and for reasons of who who knows what, Justine and her goons attack him. Right, And he just basically, without stopping, <laughs> takes them all out and then just leaves. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I'm not your boyfriend. Find somebody else to smack you around. Yes. Okay. Oh, and God. I wrote in my notes, I was like, okay, pause. Yes. So
0: when he said, I'm not your boyfriend. Find somebody else to smack you around. I laughed. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no, Kelly, no. That's not funny. Like, that's not okay. And it, (laughs) I'm like, no. Except it
1: is funny because it's
0: it's Justine. I don't know. It's Justine. I don't know. But I was like, oh my God, this horrible, dark, twisty line,
1: like, delighted me. And I was really no. I think it's because, okay. I think it's because Justine is so stupid. And Mm -hmm. she's just this amalgamation of whatever convenient characteristics we need her to have in any given moment. And it's all stupid and none of it makes any sense. So because she's not like human, she's not like she doesn't, you know, she doesn't track as like a person that Mm -hmm. you just it's so ridiculous and she's so stupid That you just like the line itself is all there is and it's kind of funny. I don't know, like it is is disturbing. (laughs) It is really disturbing. You and I especially both take like domestic violence very seriously and that kind of thing is not funny. But somehow in this context, it made both of us laugh. And if it made I... us laugh, then it must just be. Because we're both really sensitive to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Somebody out there, please explain why we find this so funny and why it doesn't say just terrible, terrible things about us. Because... <laughs> Especially that last part. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really, really tough. Um, but then we have this moment at the end, of course, when Angel... Goes in, you know, to mm-hmm. see Wesley and he's, you know, when he, they're looking for Wesley, and he's like, he can't be dead. He can't be dead. And of course, we know now that the reason why Angel's saying that is because he wants to kill him, you know, right? <laughs> um, but when he goes in and he says, I understand why you did what you did. You know, I want you to know that I haven't turned. I would never hurt Connor. Um, This isn't Angela's talking. This is Angel. And Wesley's just got this look on his face. And then when he grabs that pillow, it is so shocking. Yeah, You know, and he just, and he's screaming at him. And the thing is, is that, like, the whole thing, when he's given that speech and everything, and you're like, okay, he's going to forgive Wesley. He understands that Wesley was just trying to protect him and protect Connor and all this kind of stuff. But then when he takes the pillow, like, as a parent, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, I get yeah. it. You know, somebody yeah. hurts your kid and you can't. It doesn't matter. Somebody hurts your kid. That's it. You know, like, it's 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 primal. It's like just, you know. And if somebody had taken, like, my baby, like, I don't think what their reasoning is would necessarily register anything with me either. Like, I don't think you can just get over that you can just like accept that and be rational it's just not something you can do as a parent you know so when he does that it's like and this is what i love about this whole turn you know wesley absolutely should have told them you know um he was completely wrong to do what he did but he was doing it out of love and he was doing it because he you know wanted to take care of them wanted to protect connor and protect angel from this terrible terrible end you know Mm -hmm. um but like, I, so I can understand that at the same time it's wrong and I can understand Angel and at the same time it's wrong. And that puts you in such like a wonderfully crunchy space with the character that just watching that is so, it's horrible, you know, it's heartbreaking, it's devastating, but it's, but it's so good, you know? It's so good. And they accomplish so
0: much in that yeah. really short second because- mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Angel Unhinged screaming like that yeah. was so powerful and so chilling. But when he's screaming at Wesley, he's like, you think I forgive you? Never. You're a dead man, Price. And mm-hmm. like him calling Wesley by his last name. Yeah, which I don't think he's ever done. He's never done that before. Yeah. And it's like all that, like being able to show all the friendship, all all of that is dead in yeah. one word. Yeah. Was so good. And, oh, God, and yeah. then I was like. If this was Angelus, he just would have snapped Wesley's neck. Yeah. Or bitten him. But I think he wanted like he wanted those moments of suffocating Wesley for Wesley to know. Yeah. That he was the one doing it and like just all of those choices were so yeah. chilling and so well done and it was mm-hmm. just brutal but oh my
1: god. He... Right, but he let all these humans pull him off. Yeah. Like and the thing is is that if he really wanted to kill Wesley, Mm-hmm. He would have done it yes. like nobody could have stopped him, you know, yeah. no humans could have stopped him, you know, yeah. but um. so I mean, that to me is interesting, too, is that like, I think he he didn't want to kill Wesley, I think he wanted Wesley to suffer and he absolutely found and I mean, let's face it, that's Angelus in the DNA, right? It's not oh, about yeah. the kill. It's about the pain. Right. Like, how does he maximize the pain that Wesley feels? And if Wesley just had his his throat slit, Mm -hmm. putting pressure on his face like that when he can't breathe already, you know, when his throat is, I'm sure, in a lot of pain, you know, Um, that is the absolute. And then to like, you know, your best friend saying, I'm going to kill you. I don't forgive you, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of that is so devastating and so heartbreaking and it absolutely maximizes that and i think that that was his intent he mm-hmm. let those guys pull him off wesley yeah you know oh god oh yeah it's just it's, it was like i said brutal and brilliant for the and for the so- story So good. I know. Um, So the other thing that uh, one of the other things that I really liked was Fred and Gunn and their search for Wesley, Mm -hmm. you know, and like how hard all of this was Um, in the beginning, though, when Fred finds out that Connor was taken through a portal. And she goes, no, not a portal. There's pulling and noise and there's nothing to hold on to at all. He must have been so scared, you know. Mm -hmm. And oh, my God, that is so heartbreaking. Her kind of like living in that PTSD space and knowing Mm -hmm. what that's like and how terrifying it is. And then Mm -hmm. thinking about that baby. You know, going through that, it's just, it was so, so good. Um, and then, like, the, the not wanting to believe, you know, like, Fred right. is so certain that Wesley, that there's something they don't know, that they mm-hmm. don't understand, you know, and she's right, you know, yeah. she's right, they don't, you know, right. um, they find all this stuff, they find his, you know, um, his notebooks and all the the notes on the father will kill the son and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and yet, like, even with all of that, you know, even knowing everything, like it was still wrong, you know. Wesley yeah. was still wrong for not coming to them. So I, oh, yeah. I like that they're searching for these answers and they find them, but it's still not enough. Right. You know. Right. Well, it's and at that, so that point, they still think that
0: Wesley gave Connor to Holt. Like That's they don't true. know that Justine yeah. slit his throat and ran off with the kid. So yeah. You know, and I like that Fred is searching for more answers. Like I like yeah. that she doesn't give up mm-hmm. on Wesley that easily.
1: Yeah. But, oh, God. No, yeah. it's it's really, really good. And so they find Justine, you know, the idiot of all idiots, because Justine is the worst. And, of course, we'll get to that in the stake this section, because, oh, my God, I just want to stake her, like, a bunch. Um, <laughs> but they find her, and then Justine's like... He's not coming back. All he wanted was that kid to hurt Angel. He didn't care about anything else. And they think she's talking about Wesley. And then she's just blathering on about Holtz and how Holtz didn't drag her into the hell dimension and what a betrayal (laughs) that is. And Jesus, you know. But then she finally gets to it. You know, she slit Wesley's throat. Your friend is innocent. This whole thing, you know. And I love when Justine says she slit Wesley's throat and Fred just punches her in the face oh yes hell <laughs> like, like i think i things. cheered out loud oh god i was, was like so go fred yes like, it was <laughs> so good it was so good i mean there's this one point where justine backhands fred and it, it does look pretty badass but only because like you know what it, but like when when fred hits justine that's super super good it was awesome it, is it was really, awesome really good. of course then i yeah. started
0: wondering was justine now crushing on fred because i think like she might have really liked that
1: yeah, no, I think so. If somebody hits her, <laughs> Justine's love language is punch me in the face. <laughs> no, ice pick through the hand, then ice punch me in the through face. The hand. No, punch <laughs> me in the face is the love language. Ice pick through the hand means forever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put a ring on it, put an ice pick through <laughs> put it. <an> ice pick <laughs> through it. <laughs> Because then I know you really love me. No, Justine, that is oh. not how love works. Um, I also really liked Lorne. Kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. Lorne sort of serves as a solo Greek chorus. You know, he's like the moral center <laughs> throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, constantly talking to Angel and trying to like bring Angel down from this, you know, really, really devastating place that he's in. I like when he says about Linwood in the chair. He's like, this isn't a slimy demon you've got trust up here. This is a human. And Angel's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and then when he's about to, um, you know, to, to do the spell to call Sajang, you know, um, Lauren is the one who's there just like, Angel, you're messing with primordial powers of darkness here. You know, he's like, maybe he's just in the background the whole whole time you know mm-hmm. like giving all of the the moral guidance and then there's that part at the end I think we're going to talk about this probably a little bit more in research questions but where he's talking to Angel about forgiveness and that the way to forgive himself for losing Connor you know may start with forgiving Wesley right and of course yeah. we know how that turns out <laughs> for Angel but um, <laughs> but Lauren I think does a really nice job of you know of kind of being that moral center like everybody else is completely shook by what happened and considering the fact that Lauren probably spent more time with that baby than anyone since he yeah. was always left behind to babysit when everybody else did all of their stuff, you know, right. Um, you know, you would think that Lauren would be like having some real like emotional reactions to it too, but instead he's just completely, he's completely anchored. He's emotionally like right where he needs to be. And he's taking care of everybody else. And it's really, it's nice. I, I, I mean, it's nice in, in the way that like everything that Lauren does is nice. But it's also like yeah. Lauren is also a human who experienced a loss. Like he's part of this team. He spent a lot of time with Connor. He took care of Connor a lot. You know, um, he was close with Wesley. Like, But Lauren is always kind of set aside as something other. Like even though he's part of the team, he's not really treated like he would have the same emotional responses
0: to the mm-hmm. things that
1: they go through. You know, and it, that always feels a little bit off to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wondered about that too because and I don't know if it comes from his like because he sees the things he sees that he's more accepting of like yeah this is fate or this is how the cards were dealt and there's Cause nothing he has you all that can wisdom. do about it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I I would have expected some kind of moment. Like there's that moment just with that charred crib. you know and and god that just kills me I know and I kind of would have expected something like that with Lorne because Mm -hmm. I mean he took care of that baby all the time yeah um and you would yeah and I don't know maybe he just doesn't show it or you know maybe if he because he is a little more grounded that like Mm -hmm. he knows okay angel is off the hinges right now I have to keep my own grief in check
1: yeah, but but we don't give him a chance to feel like I, I think that's the thing with Lauren that bothers me a little bit is that he is he is so kind of uh, not he's not given the opportunity to be flawed and human like the rest of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, not human in the literal sense, because obviously he's a demon. But I mean, human in the in the character sense in that everyone is coded human, even the demons are also coded human, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's like, I, I love, I love him and all of this. I think that he's great. But it, it is a little bit like, why doesn't he get to have feelings about yeah. stuff? You know, yeah. um, so that's that's a little bit off, but mostly I really, really loved it. I also incredibly loved the creepy little girl. Oh in my the god, the white room,
0: creepy um, little girl
1: in the white room, the <laughs> creepy little girl in the white room, the creepy little girl, like the whole creepy little girl trope, the creepy children thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, isn't something that I'm a huge fan of, but this little girl, the actress who played this role, was so good, yeah, that I just like it was amazing. She was was so and she's her name is Kay Panabaker and Mm -hmm. she is actually the she's the younger sister to Danielle Panabaker who is Caitlin Snow on the on the flash right so I thought that was kind of neat I was like yeah okay you know um but her whole thing she goes you have a taste for red too and revenge I know it's so much more fun than forgiveness you know and oh do you want your little baby back like oh my god she's cold she she tells him to kill Lila and yes. Angel
0: just steps over and puts his just hand on her neck fun. like, I oh, okay. I
1: know. And <laughs> she's like, oh,
0: that's enough for now. Like right. Just, just for fun. to amuse herself, I guess. Yeah. But the, the yeah. costuming there is so perfect. Like that sweet little haircut, that red dress. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. That was. And the, the whole combination magic button in the elevator thing. Yeah. Was, was pretty good. Like
1: Wolfen and Heart yeah. got its own conduit. And she's creepy. She's creepy as hell, like and I, you know like the whole conduit thing And we're, we're gonna get to this in a little, a little bit later, but like the whole conduit thing and having another access to like a wisdom vending machine kind of situation, <laughs> like we always we have one, and then we're like, no, that gives you too much power, and so then we have to destroy it, and then no longer can you access this, but oh, here's another thing, just like it functionally, you know, yeah, um, but honestly, I don't think I would have liked any of it if that little girl hadn't been so. Damn good. That was amazing. And for a kid that age to be able to get across like that level of cold evil, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was really, really good. But I don't know if I was her parent, I would be freaked out until she got (laughs) older and didn't look like that little girl anymore. (laughs) I would be like, you just ruined my child for me. I hope they paid her really, really well.
0: Oh yeah. I hope, so I hope
1: so too. I also love Lila in this episode. I mean, of course I love Lila all the time. Yep. Um, but in this episode, and she so when Lynnwood's giving her a hard time and she's like, Yeah, gun to my head. Yeah. <laughs> It's so great. Oh, God, in that moment where she's walking toward, they need human blood, and she picks up the knife, and she's walking toward Linwood. Yes. And he's just looking at her, and then she, staring at him, cuts her hand, and then goes and bleeds all over it. And it's just like, she is making such a point for him, and I kind of love it. The way she smiled at him mm-hmm. right before she cut her own hand, it was like, yeah. oh,
0: my God. I love her. I love oh, Lila. She is so
1: good. It was and, so, so good. It was so great. It was <laughs> so great. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to hit before we move on to staking? I think I am
0: looking forward to you staking Justine. And... I'm gonna stake Justine. Now when I do, she
1: might fall in love with me. So I just think she prepared. might like it a lot. She might. Yes. Justine is uh the literal worst. Like the <laughs> literal Worst, So she wants to kill them all, right? She's just pissed off. They're all the reason why Holtz left her or whatever. Uh, but when her people are actually about to kill Gunn, she calls them off because she had this guilt back of what she did to Wesley. Except she doesn't care what she did to Wesley because later on when she talks about it, she's like, yeah, let slit his throat. You know, whatever. It was a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> she doesn't care enough to tell anybody where he is. She doesn't feel guilty enough to make a phone call, but she'll like call these people off of Gun. Then she goes and leads a raid on the Hyperion because of why it's done, Justine. Get a bottle of whiskey and deal with your pain the way everybody else (laughs) is, you know? But, like, why is she leading a group to go and attack Angel at the Hyperion? And also, why are they following her? Because we spend a little bit of time with her and we're like, this bitch is both crazy and stupid. They know her. Like, why are they still (laughs) letting her? Holtz is gone. (laughs) <laughs> they don't need they don't need her to lead them. They can just go back to wherever, you know, Holtz found them in the first place and move on with their lives. Why are they following her? Well,
0: they have those matching t shirts now. And so oh, they do. They're they're invested in their new cult identity and apparently she's in charge. So they're all like, uh, all yeah, right. I guess I guess. I, I
1: guess. guess. But then like this whole like she's sitting on the table where he pinned her to the table with an ice pick in her hand. <laughs> right? Lovingly running her hands over it, whining and wondering why the man who stuck an ice pick through her hand never loved her. Like, (laughs) if the clue that he didn't love you didn't come to you when he stuck an ice pick through your hand, then I don't know what to tell you. And then this whole, he never loved me. It was all lies. Like, He didn't drag you into a demon dimension, but he was going to go to Utah with her. I mean, I think that if they'd managed to get on the interstate before the portal opened, that he would have been like, all right, this is good. Let's do this thing. Like, he didn't leave her. You know, he jumped into a portal because it was the only way for him to get vengeance. Also, if you're in love with somebody who's obsessed with vengeance, might not be the best thing for you. <laughs> you know? I realize Justine is not into making healthy choices, but still, like, I think the portal was definitely plan B. He was heading to Utah with her, so he didn't really betray her. And not dragging her into the hell dimension with him is also not a betrayal. Not to mention the fact that, Justine, you were right there. You could have just jumped in after him. You yeah. know, I mean, on occasion, when you get into one of those little vestibules where the door shuts and you got to go through, you know, you can you can slide in with somebody else. <laughs> you know, a little rotating do you think he had
0: that moment though where he was like all right all right utah with justine or Mm corta i think yeah
1: maybe maybe yeah no i mean i'm not saying it's an easy decision but i think he probably would have chosen utah given the chance like given the you know a preference would have been a tough call but i think that's the call he would have made um but then you know we get to this point where justine has a knife to wesley's throat Mm -hmm. right and can't even like kill him correctly you know like she can't do anything right <laughs> did she use the dull side of the knife to cut his throat well, because maybe there were still like apple pieces in it i d- and, maybe and- <laughs> No, maybe that's it. Away. Maybe like Justine, you idiot. That's the apple. That's the apple knife, knife, not, not the throat the cutting knife. knife. Exactly. Huh. Like, I mean, granted, yeah. kind of, it is hard to tell the difference between all of those knives. I got a bunch of knives in a block in my counter. I have no <laughs> idea what any of them are really supposed to do. But I mean, I mean, at the same time, that's why we have label makers, right? This is exactly why you have label makers. i mean, but a little I organization didn't... in your evil cult, <laughs> and you know, it would really help things. But I, I wondered, like, okay, maybe she
0: avoided a major artery on purpose not to kill him but then she leaves him to bleed to death so that doesn't make sense
1: either but then she feels guilty and doesn't call anybody to go and get him and yeah, that doesn't make any sense just, Yeah, all of it's really really stupid and I think the bottom line of it is Justine cannot do anything right. But you know who does do stuff right? All of us here at Chipperish Media who bring you some <laughs> of the best story analysis on 20-year-old TV shows available. You don't need to pin us to a table with a nice pick to get our attention. All you need to do is go to Patreon.com Chipperish and give $3 a month the equivalent of one cup of coffee. And you can shout at us about how we're wrong about whatever we're wrong about in the Discord chat for patrons and hang out with other smart people who love Angel almost as much as you do. And we've got spoiler sections in the live chats talk about the truckload of WTF. That is Sajan. Speaking of which... <laughs> Read any good prophecies lately? I don't... Jesus. Oh my what a, god. What? What? The Sajan stuff is so damn stupid. It's so
0: bad. And, and then, you know, and we've got Sajan. He's always worried about his I flitted but masculinely thing anyway. Right. So, so then he has to stop fighting in order to explain his evil plan and twirl his mustache and and share the prophecy (laughs) word for word yes that was the real prophecy and he was like the one sired by the vampire with a soul shall grow to manhood and kill sergeant and i was like well at least it's all patriarchal and shit
1: right sure like you know like at least we got that Really? Really? Oh, my God. I mean, no, It's really? all so stupid. So he stops to explain everything, right? When he's still, like, you know, pretty happy to kill them all because he's now finally corporeal, you know, yeah. which is a happy day for Sajan, right? Um. So then we have Justine putting him in an urn, mm-hmm. right? Opening up the urn for reasons of why? Mm-hmm. Why was Justine? Why? Like, what mm-hmm. was... Because she hates all these people. She was just trying to kill them a few minutes ago. But then she's like, no, now that he's going to stake the guy who is, you know, the titular hero of the show, I'm going to lose a job if I don't get rid of Sajan. So I'm just going to open this urn. And there you go. I don't know. It's all like, it's all so incredibly weird. And I have absolutely no idea what that's about.
0: It was just laying there. She's like, oh, I should open that.
1: I, I, right, I, maybe she didn't I, realize I, what she was doing. Maybe she just accidentally saved Angel. <laughs> she, maybe she's like trying to open like it Sajang. again, and exactly. he's not coming out. And she's like shaking it, and nothing's happening. She was she's opening like, it so she it. could get a grip on it, so that she could hit them with it, and oh, then accidentally, there And oh, it like, was well that urn. Damn it! Right oh, again. I they my need earn. some the label maker. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh god, it's just so bad. I mean, I love this episode, but Justine is the one that, that takes it down a yeah. notch for me because god, I hate her and she's just the worst. Um so anyway, back moving us into research mode, right? Um so we have a couple of thoughts once again, here I am. In, the, in a position where I'm like discussing forgiveness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it's not as annoying here as it was when I got all ranty over on Still Pretty about that um, <laughs> in the episode for I Only Have Eyes For You. Go ahead and give it a listen. Still Pretty at Chipperish.com <laughs> um, But here like the forgiveness angle isn't as annoying as it was over in the uh, in the the Buffy discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a little bit strange. Like we have this thing where the guy, uh, Sajang, appears in the middle of Los Angeles there's this guy driving a truck he hits Sajang then Sajang gets up throws his truck aside right <laughs> and is obviously very powerful so so Angel later finds this guy this guy is sitting on the side of the road and he's saying it's all my fault it's all my fault and Angel says no it isn't and i mean yes it's it's not his fault clearly but I feel like we're hitting that so hard that this is supposed to be like a kind of an analog for Angel blaming himself. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. No, it isn't. Right. Mm -hmm. But we don't really like I didn't I thought that was the only thing I could think of that that would be referring to. But it doesn't really make sense because Angel isn't blaming himself at this point, at least not textually that we've seen. We see him blaming Wesley.
0: Well, and yeah, but I think he Like, maybe this is the moment when he realizes, okay, okay, okay. So, there was this demon named John, and he was so powerful and so bad that the creepy little girl in the white room made him incorporeal because, you know, we can't have Mm -hmm. him running around, and Angel thought it would be a great idea to make him solid again yeah, so he could beat him up only to get his ass kicked, and, like, maybe this is the moment that is dawning on Angel
1: that that wasn't the best plan So like that's entirely possible, but but I don't know. I mean, I think it's supposed to track to what happened with Connor. That Angel's blaming himself for what happened because he's definitely he's definitely a fault for what happened with Sasha. Yeah, him telling (laughs) like literally and just a straight read with you know no subtext. Like he's absolutely right. It's not that dude's fault. It's completely Angel's fault. Angel was stupid. Like you know I get that but like he it seems like we're supposed to be tracking this to the situation with connor that there's mm-hmm. supposed to be some kind of analog for that yeah and i don't think it it doesn't track for me does it track for you
0: no i don't think what happened with connor was angel's fault but i think as a parent you're always going to blame yourself if something happens yeah to your kid, i don't it's think
1: that he that. is like he's blaming wesley i think that's pretty clear <laughs> Although huh. we don't really see that. The- yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's really weird. But then we get this thing with Lauren, right? Where Lauren's talking to him about forgiveness. And mm-hmm. Lauren says, you think there's something more you could have done? You did everything you could with the knowledge you had, just like Wesley. Maybe the way to start forgiving yourself is to forgive him. So we do have that moment coming through Lauren where he's talking about Angel not forgiving himself. Mm-hmm. But we don't see that directly oh. from Angel.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Maybe that's what? why. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. So like Angel's go-to mode is brooding and like blaming himself for all the bad stuff that he's done. And now something really terrible has happened. And this is the first time Angel's not blaming himself.
1: Oh, interesting. Right. He's fully blaming Wesley.
0: He's not even blaming Holt. Right. He has laid all of this at Wesley's feet. And so he's not taking any responsibility at all Mm -hmm. for any of this. And, and so maybe that puts him in this place that lets him do all this stupid, horrible stuff, like making Sajan corporeal again, and then going to, you know, attack Wesley that like, I think for once he doesn't feel like this is his fault and he feels vindicated to do anything it takes. Like he's, he's that deep in this. I don't care about anything except getting this kid back.
1: Oh, that is interesting.
0: So we're seeing Angel without the weight, like it's, this isn't Angelus, but this Mm -hmm. is Angel without the weight of the guilt. And this is, and, and there's some Angelus in that DNA, which I think is really interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I think that is a really interesting thought. I think that no matter what, they didn't get it clear. Yeah. Like they didn't clearly express anything. Oh yeah. You know, to yeah. where we can be absolutely sure that's what they meant. Um but yeah, I found that to be a little bit confusing because they really played that scene with the guy in the truck so hard and yeah. I was like, Okay, you know, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um all right, so more questions couple more questions for our research mode um you've got a whole bunch why don't you go ahead and run through those okay so how did wesley stay alive for so long with so much blood loss like uh really? i think she just scratched him yeah. i think actually it was i think it was just her fingernails
0: <laughs> she was trying to pretend like she was drusilla i don't know like yeah i don't know the injury's obviously really bad and it was a long, I mean, it was hours that he was out hours there. And hours and hours. Yeah. And plus that guy yeah. showed up and like dragged him into the bushes I, because I,
1: what, 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 was the was what, what the was that? hell? What the hell? Just to mess with us that they're oh, like. God. I mean,
0: Wesley yeah. cannot
1: catch a break. So
0: I, I know. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't understand how that happened. I mean, I'm really glad. Yeah. That yeah. he survived. But, but really? Like. Yeah. Really? I
1: yeah. don't know. She's um, just that bad. Justine is so bad <laughs> at slitting someone's throat. Yeah. That she just... I yeah, guess, I don't even know. I don't
0: know. And why is Justine so motivated to kill Angel? Like, is it just she's trying to give Holtz a present for when he gets back? Or, like, does she blame I, Angel now for know. Holtz being gone? Or is she just in a really bad mood? Or, like,
1: what's going well, on? no, but she's only intent on killing Angel sometimes. <laughs> then she... <laughs> saves angel well, by opening yeah, up the urn well, right i don't i, I, I don't I know don't understand I don't okay understand. i think the only answer for any justine related research mode question is because she's stupid
0: yes okay like that's the only <laughs> i can accept that so yeah. research question yes would you rather Lonnie diner hmm you have one stake in corner a is justine holding that damn urn and looking very confused in corner B is Kate, staring oh, at Justine God. like she wants to arrest her. Which one of them are you going to take out? Oh, Justine.
1: Oh, wow. Justine is worse than Kate. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Kate was more annoying, but Justine is stupider. And it just... Also, my hate for Justine is fresh, fresh. right now, whereas Kate has cooled off a little bit. My Kate hate has cooled off a little bit uh and Kate was in the scene that is like my favorite you know mission statement scene for all of Angel and Epiphany when he says if nothing we do matters then the only thing that matters is what we do and Kate was part of that um (laughs) so yeah it's Justine how about you oh I would take out Kate because so between the two of us yeah because (laughs) there's stuff coming for which I need Justine Oh, no, you're right. Oh, God, you're right. No spoilers, but no you're spoilers. right. It would have to be Kate. Yeah. It if it be. has to be right now, it has to be Kate. Yeah, because Kate was never in anything as good as what's going to happen. <laughs> with just... oh, God. And that's it. We're not doing any more spoilers. No, no
0: spoilers. Okay. okay Let's okay. move
1: on. What Real else you got? research question. Yes. Okay. So the
0: girl in the white room is super mm-hmm. creepy and super interesting. And the way she speaks, I also found to be... Interesting, because she has a very confusing use of pronouns. Right, and she's, yeah. And she's talking about, like, the Sajon, like, whatever kind of demon he is. Yeah. They caused too much chaos, so they were made immaterial, right? Yes. Who did that? Was that the powers that be? But it sounded like it was the evil forces who did it.
1: Yeah, well, because she was saying... That she doesn't like chaos, yeah. She doesn't like chaos, seems to be like, yeah. They seem to be pretty chill with chaos, yeah, generally. yeah. Um, so I was confused. so, yeah, I don't
0: know. And then she told Angel, I can see why they respect you. Mm-hmm. And is she talking about Wolfram and Hart? Is she talking about the powers that be? Like,
1: I don't know. And when she's talking about Sajan, she starts out with him. Then she goes to they, when she's talking about they were, you know, too chaotic, they did too much, so we made them immaterial. And then she comes back in the end, referring to Sajan as he. And I'm like, is she talking about, like, the kind of demon? Like, did they do it to the entire race of demons that Sajan is a part of, and that's the they that she's talking about? Yeah, her pronouns were really confusing. It was really confusing. And I mean, you know, I get it. Like, if Sajan is gender neutral... You right. know, we don't need him. We don't need to put him in a binary box. That's just fine with me. But the rest of the time, he's been a he. Yeah. It's just in this one instance. So I'm like, maybe this girl is like forward thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and she is using the proper pronouns, but she forgot the first time because it takes a little time to adjust and to remember and to switch. Well, yeah. And so she's actually being like, you know, really considerate and thoughtful. That's true. But, but I can see why they respect you. Like, I
0: really want to know yeah. who she's talking to. I don't about. know. And, and then, you know, she's so giddy kind of at the end. She's like, I can't wait to see how this turns out. I'm like, honey, mm-hmm. don't you already know? Because, like, you, you strike right. me as having some backward knowledge have, like, and all some foreknowledge. <laughs> like,
1: right.
0: what? yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I guess that saying, like, whatever
1: Angel's role is, is still not fixed. I guess so. And maybe that's why Angel's so special. Maybe everything else is fixed except him. And he is actually the only source of the unknown in the universe. And that's why everybody's so obsessed with him.
0: Maybe. Maybe so. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting.
0: Interesting. And then my last research question was, um, so Angel kidnaps Linwood, which, I mean, points for Angel for getting past all of Wolfram's heart security. Oh, sure. And Eli, you know. Drags him up the stairs and drags him down the yeah. stairs and is willing to torture him, <laughs> but he still won't hurt Lila. Yeah. So what the hell is up with that? Like, is I think Lila just has story bubble protection.
1: Yeah. All around yeah. her because no, like, she's got the spike bubble. It's just yeah, you know she's she's protected because she's so awesome, and Linwood is not because he's really annoying he is really annoying and nobody cares yeah all right well if that's all we have for our questions then i'm just gonna brood forgiving is one of the best episodes in the run of angel angel puts all his devastation and anger into trying to find connor and then when that's a lost cause he puts it into vengeance by trying to smother wesley and it's heartbreaking and awesome in a really terrible way and now for something that's really terrible in a terrible way let's talk about double or nothing (laughs)
0: double or nothing we learn that gun sold his soul for a truck at a demon casino a few years ago but then forgot all about it and never mentioned this deal to anyone (laughs) a repo demon comes collecting because apparently gun falling in love with fred means he's transferring his soul to her and the demon wants to collect it before that transfer and what the hell is up with this nonsense Cordelia and Gru return to find Angel devastated over losing Connor and try to comfort him, and Wesley goes home from the hospital all alone. Gunn tries to cram a year's worth of fun into a single day with Fred before turning himself into the casino and then turns into a giant ass hat and breaks up with her, and what the hell is up with that <laughs> nonsense? Fred realizes he's in trouble, and Angel, Cordelia, and Gru go with her to save Gunn, angel has a brilliant idea and bets the demon double or nothing for his soul in place of guns and that insanity is followed by a bunch of fighting and disgusting demon slime Angel <laughs> gun and the team escape and I guess the demon dies when angel gets the casino crowd to attack him so gun gets to keep his soul and his truck and really what the hell is up with this nonsense <laughs>
1: Double or Nothing aired April 22nd, 2002. It was directed by David Grossman and written by David H. Goodman and really should have the title changed to what the hell is up with this nonsense? (laughs) All right, Kelly, on the perfect happiness scale, zero is stake. This six has lost your soul. Let me guess where you might be (laughs) with Double or Nothing. (laughs) I think maybe on the lower end of that, where are you? Well, I think
0: maybe it deserves a one, but I doubled it and gave it a two. Aw, um, uh, see, double. <laughs> this You're playing with the theme. I like so it. so bad. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so, so bad. But there yeah. are a couple of tender moments of melancholy yeah. that pull at my heart. So I'll give it the points for that. But most of this episode needs to be staged well and proper.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it does. I gave it a two as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know why I didn't give it a one. <laughs> I gave it a two. Oh, I think I didn't give it a one because of Fred yeah. in Wesley's uh, room in the in the um, hospital. Aside from that, basically. Yeah, it was just all terrible. I mean, while the main story is incredibly dumb, Gunn sold his soul for a truck whatever and the return of Gru is not great there are a couple of good moments we got Fred in the hospital with Wesley like I said Cordelia's scenes with Angel um but overall it's just not enough to save this unbelievably stupid episode yeah it's it's so bad and I have notes
0: that I tried to put Mm -hmm. thought into but I just (laughs) realized there was an incredibly important thing here that I didn't write down what do you think of Cordelia's new hair it's short and blonde
1: why did they make her blonde i don't know and the thing is is that she's so beautiful she's so beautiful and they picked like the least flattering haircut to put on her yeah it's just it's not good i I, I was like
0: really she's back and she's blonde really really yeah i don't know yeah i don't know it's all
1: that sun down in mexico i guess it's (laughs) just a natural sunny bleach i guess I don't
0: know. So I didn't really have moments of perfect happiness, but I did have some moments of perfect melancholy. Oh, yeah. And I was very glad that Cordelia was back because Angel needs her, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and she just comes in and leans into him and says, I'm so sorry, you know, and she just sits with him when like she's sitting in the room yeah. reading, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. here. And I'm like, yes, that is how you sit with somebody in the dark because yes. there's nothing she can do. Yeah. And she's just being there with him.
1: And that is literally it. Like yeah. you just, you sit, instead of trying to like desperately pull them out of darkness, you sit there with them, Yep. you know? And it was such a wonderful expression of exactly that idea. It was
0: so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and I like Lauren kind of, he's going out and doing house calls because the vibe at the Hyperion is so bad, you know, and he's his usual snarky self, but, yeah. but then before he leaves, you know, he just says to Fred, if he needs anything and Fred's yeah. like, I'll call you. And I, I really love that, that Lauren is still trying to keep things going and trying to Mm -hmm. keep business going, but he's there if Angel needs him, you
1: know? Lauren is just the best. And, you know, I usually don't like perfect characters. Mm -hmm. You know, I like characters with a little bit of grime on them, a little bit of grunge, a little bit of badness, you know? Um, But he's just so perfectly wonderful. And I love him all the time. (laughs) I do, too. I do,
0: too. And... And then God, Wesley, he oh, gets God. released from the hospital, and the doctor's like, can somebody come get you? And, and mm-hmm. Wes, hey, there's no one, like nobody yeah. to come pick him up, no one for him to call, no one's there when he gets home. Yeah. And it just breaks my heart. It is. Mm. It's so sad. And then we have these reflections from Angel, you know, when he finally mm-hmm. starts talking to Cordelia about Connor. And he's like, I think he was going to be left-handed. You know, and, and then mm-hmm. there's this moment at the end where he says, I had a son. And he starts oh, taking God. the crib apart. I think, like, my voice just broke, just saying it out loud. Like, yeah. it, it's such a terrible episode, but that one moment makes me cry every single yeah. damn time I watch it. I know. You know, and, and then when he, you know, he he's kind of leaning on that crib, and then he starts taking it down. Yeah. And you know he's given up. Like, he's just yeah. accepted that he can't get to Cortal, and it's just heartbreaking i know Um, it's so so sad so sad but then in in this sadness sandwich the middle is Mm -hmm. so awful i know right i could only come up with a couple like literally a couple of things Um, Uh but like after this world's dumbest breakup scene fred goes back to the team and she's crying and she's upset but at least she's smart enough to know guns in danger right like Mm -hmm. so like my son and I have these jokes that they're like I'm like okay if I ever call you and I'm like (laughs) make America great again kid then you know like send the SWAT team send the rescue thing so like we have these little codes for each other you know like Mm -hmm. if he ever calls me and he's like mom I'm really into country music then like I know he's been kidnapped and you know right so like i I kind of am glad that (laughs) fred at least kind of picks up on that yeah she knows Mm -hmm. that gun's in trouble um yeah and i did laugh when she was trying to explain things to cordy angel and grew and angel's like okay let me get this straight you and gun are dating like (laughs) that was pretty funny because angel's you know very much out of the loop
1: and I mm-hmm. like that
0: Angel says, okay, we have to help her because we're not losing another member of this family. Yeah, And I know he yeah. was talking about Connor, but I think subconsciously he's also talking about Wesley. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and I like mm-hmm. that. And then when yes. they're at the casino and Angel hatches the dumbest plan ever. Um, I like that he gives Cordelia a stake and he's like if I lose you know what to do make it quick Cordelia's like you Mm -hmm. know I will I'm like okay yeah (laughs) at least these two have some sense of something together but and I know I know Mm -hmm. probably nobody likes Gru except for me but he was really cute like when somebody walked in the hotel and he's "Hail to you potential client how can I be of service and I'm like oh sweetie like, yeah. it's just something very I don't know. I think, I think
1: I think probably I'm in the minority with hating Gru. I'm sure that everybody else loves it. I don't think him.
0: most people like Gru him. is
1: like Muppets to me. Yeah. You know? I... <laughs> <laughs> just, and I hate Muppets. And every time I say I hate Muppets, I get emails and I get tweets. And so I'm expecting, go ahead and at me with all the Muppets. It's fine. Bottom line is, they're terrible. And I hate them the way that I hate Gru. Gru
0: would be really cute as a Muppet.
1: And uh, <laughs> Gru is a Muppet.
0: He is a muppet. It's he a, a Muppet. human muppet. Aww, yeah.
1: he's so sweet.
0: <laughs> and I, I did like this old demon Mary couple that had been married for like three hundred years. Um, yeah. Which I don't know how they hadn't staked each other, but whatever. At I, this point, yeah. But I the mean, thing is I think like after three hundred years, you'd stop bickering. I least. mean, really? Like you that know? was so yeah. annoying. But I did laugh when the guy was insistent that Wesley's name was not Wesley. He was like, it wasn't Wesley. It was Sherman. And <laughs> <laughs> From now on, I'm gonna be like Wesley Sherman, Wyndham Price. Like it's just right <laughs> kind of funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love uh Fred's scene mm-hmm. when she's telling Wesley that the prophecy yeah. isn't even real. Yeah, you know, and it is just this like heartbreaking reflection of the angel scene. She goes in. She's all nice. You know, Mm -hmm. she's like telling him, I understand why you did what you did, all of this stuff. And then she turns it and she's like, but you should have come to us. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, she's right. Oh, yeah. He should have come to them. He should have told them. I mean, my God, you know, Um, the fact that he didn't tell them is you can't understand why he wouldn't do that. But I'm so glad he did, because, of course, this is how we get dark (laughs) questions.
0: Well, and actually, I think this is the first time we've seen Fred be
1: mean to somebody uh, yeah because i mean she's not even being well, mean; she's being tough well yeah you know? but
0: but to me because she says to him the prophecy was false but she doesn't explain it and for yeah. wesley that
1: is torture oh that is really mean no you're right you know for her you're to be right. like that hey is this really you know
0: but she doesn't tell him she doesn't tell him how they know she doesn't tell him yeah. about sajan like that is mental torture for somebody like wesley
1: yeah, he's gotta know. You know, yeah. and Fred
0: knows that. God. And I was like, Damn, yeah. Fred, that's kinda cold. Like Yeah, no, you're right. You know. So that was it for moments of meh. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I okay. got. Get to staking, Kelly. Because okay. I really can't wait to hear this. Oh my God. So why? Why <laughs> does there have to be slime? Why? <laughs> so oh my god. First we have gun taking out this squatter and, and, and yeah. Projectile, Flynn! Like who thinks this is a good idea for television? It's so oh, disgusting, right? I think that's why they oh, do it. I think honestly, oh, it's just God. fun. Oh, it's I think so they must gross. really
1: just enjoy setting up those practical effects. because oh, yeah, no, it's it's, it's just
0: so gross. And mm-hmm. then you know, like in angel's brilliant plan to be like i'm gonna put my soul on the line and cut the card down the middle and hope mine's the best and you know demon right. guy gets a nine and angel gets a three and cordy stabs the guy's hand through with the stake. and i'm like you know if justine was watching right. she really <laughs> would have enjoyed that moment you know and so angel decapitates him but then he regenerates this new head with all this disgusting oh, slime and gross. <laughs> and i'm like no just no it's ugh. yeah oh yeah I, I just can't it's so disgusting yeah um and then i want to stake cordelia's selective empathy yeah because she's mm-hmm. so good with angel and mm-hmm. she's so bad with Gun. Yeah, like he's trying to explain things to her and she just assumes that she knows you know that he's oh well you're just guilty because you're happy about being with Fred and like no Cordelia maybe he would have told you hey seven years ago I sold my soul for this really great truck and now I'm in trouble like
1: yeah like how how is she so great with super empathy sometimes and so bad at it uh, Because Cordelia is another vending machine character. Like, whatever we need from her, you know, we'll just pull it out in that moment. But also, like, the thing with Cordelia in this episode that bugged me is that she loved that baby. Like, that baby was like her oh, baby. Yeah. She was there from the beginning. She and Angel were analog mom and dad with this baby. Um, She, you know like had really strong feelings about Connor and yet she comes home and she is doing everybody else's, you know, emotional labor. She's sitting there with Angel, which of course is the right thing to do. And ring theory, you know, the person in the middle of the ring is the one that gets the attention. And Cordelia is like one layer out from Angel's loss Mm -hmm. with Connor, you know. And so there she is having just, you know, found this out. And she's acting like it's a friend's, you know, child that she had never met and had no relationship with whatsoever. And she's not upset about the fact that Connor is gone. She's not crying. She's not angry. She's not furious with Wesley. She's not like Cordelia has absolutely... You know, nothing going on here except taking care of all of the men around her. Yeah. You know, and Fred. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, like all of the people around her, she's taking care of. She's doing all the emotional labor. What the hell is that about? Yeah. She she would have been
0: devastated. And also trying to tap into whatever she could tap into to try uh,
1: she's not just gonna accept she has visions baby's gone she's not gonna just sit there and be like yep okay connor's gone so i guess we'll just move on i mean i would because connor's really annoying (laughs) even as a baby (laughs) (laughs) don't give a vampire a kid is what i'm saying it's really annoying
0: if you give a vampire a kid oh my god no well and i have thoughts about cordelia's (laughs) visions as they relate to connor that we will get to yeah um but yeah, so the stuff with Cordelia was not great. Um but the stuff with Gunn was so much worse. And oh god. So he takes this like pep talk from her and plans, mm-hmm. you know, like super date and yeah. You know, buys Fred every food that is available to be purchased in Los Angeles and goes to all mm-hmm. these places and then just suddenly shifts and Fred thinks he has leukemia because what the yeah. hell? And, yeah. and- I did like her saying, you know, maybe we should stay right here and you should stop lying to me. She's yeah. calling him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he just starts channeling his inner ass hat and he's so mm-hmm. mean to her and breaks up with her to make her run away or something and so that she won't miss him yeah, like, when he's gone. gone. And like what? And and then of course Fred is, "Oh, is it me?" Like Oh, for no reason, with no, with nothing whatsoever, you just suddenly turned into an asshole and, oh, my God, it must be my fault, you know? Right. Is there someone Mm -hmm. else that you... I must have
1: done something to deserve this, right? Yeah. But then Mm -hmm. it jumps
0: into, is there someone else that you were thinking about all morning when you were bringing me breakfast in bed i i don't get it right. and then gun yeah. is like her name is i'm a real woman not a stick figure and i was
1: like all right oh, fuck you Gun. just fuck god you gun. i love yeah, gun, no, but that no, was terrible it was just oh that was terrible yeah gun white fanging fred <laughs> is just the stupidest thing ever and I absolutely hate it. It's so bad. And what that's supposed to be, that he's supposed to be such a jerk in five minutes that she's not going to miss him, you know, when he's gone. Like, that seems to be his intent. But here he is. He's doing this whole thing with her. She calls him on it. And then he looks around at all the other people around them and suddenly gets this inspiration to be an asshole. And I don't, it doesn't make it doesn't. any sense. It's so, so dumb. It's so
0: dumb. And... Speaking of dumb, um, Angel's yeah. plan, like, first of all, Angel is not in the emotional space to be making yeah. life or death decisions, right? Yes. And so his brilliant plan is to bet double or nothing on his own soul. And Fred is like, hey, Angel, honey, if you lose your soul, won't you go evil and kill us all? Because yeah. I don't vote for that plan. And think it through. <laughs> Angel's right. kind of like, eh, don't worry, it'll be fine. We're just in a casino (laughs) surrounded by demons. Right. This will be fun, trust me.
1: Like, what? And then Cordy's got that steak, and he's like, you know what to do, right? Yeah. And the thing is, the steak is not ideal for... No, really, if you want to pin somebody's hand to a table, ice pick is really the way to go. I mean, Holtz had that. (laughs) He knew. (laughs) Yeah. He knew how to do it right, but we have her with the stakes that were faked out. We think that she's going to actually stake him, you know. But like, how you take somebody's soul is like this magical process. The second he loses that soul, could have gone like that. Like, it is such a stupid plan. It's so and dumb. then his other plan is like, you know, you stake him in the hand, I'll decapitate him. Like, yeah, all right. And,
0: and then you know, it just whatever. it just gets even worse from there because yeah. Angel decapitates the guy. Okay, great but mm-hmm. that doesn't kill this dude he just comes right back in this disgusting right gross scene and so angel's plan is to run away and to yell hey does anybody else in here owe this guy and i guess that's angel's version of crowdsourcing because yeah and all these people start attacking him but i'm like well
1: how do we know that, that really worked like did this guy and actually just crowd him and start punching him? Like, okay, let me see. Decapitation doesn't work to kill this guy, right? But a bunch of people punching him. Well, and if a bunch of people punching him would have worked, then all those people who owed him their souls would have done that a long time ago. Like, none of it makes any. Yeah, it's just so unbelievably dumb. It's so dumb. And like, guns signed a
0: contract. You don't think yes. there's, like, a clause in there for his second-in-command to take over or something? I, I, yeah. I
1: was just so dumb. No, it's it's so, I, I can't, even with it all. And then there's, like, that really gross, his second-in-command guy uh-huh. who's like, <laughs> Jenoff lets me have the bodies when he's done with them, right? And I'm like, what do you do with the bodies? Don't wait. Don't, don't <laughs> answer that. Don't, I don't want to know. No. I don't, don't want to know, know the answer to that question. No. it was not it was not good it was not good and then you know we've got Gru with all of his like you know i don't understand this culture stuff and he he's very fortunate to have such a woman looking after his weapon he says to fred right <laughs> and then lauren comes down he's like i'm not gonna touch that and i'm like no lauren you just did and now you're a little dirty <laughs> it's not okay <laughs> Oh, God. But I mean, Grew, I don't know. Grew, I mean, it's cute. Is there evil to vanquish? It's cute. Gru's just too sweet. But I don't know. He just annoys me. He just annoys me because he's dumb and pretty, and I just don't have time for that. (laughs) Don't have time for that. He's just
0: too good for this world. He's very sweet. and I suppose he is. So, what's your (laughs) research mode? Okay. So, at least I can try to pull research questions out of an otherwise terrible terrible episode yes Mm -hmm. all right so this demon soul collector like the reason guns chip came up is because he's falling in love with fred and that means his soul is going to be transferred to fred what what like what i don't we i don't know we don't give our souls to the people we fall in love with and like why does that demon want souls anyway what does he do with them? How do, how do they help him?
1: Right. What yeah. is that? What is the? I guess he puts them in orbs of Thessala <laughs> and sells them at a markup. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, the whole thing is so incredibly stupid. Like when you fall in love with somebody, you don't give them your soul. You know? Your soul stays with you. Yeah. You know, like it's so dumb. And then wh- like, when would that marker have come up if he hadn't fallen in love? I guess like, is that before the truck broke down? Like I I, I, guess, I, I guess I don't. I understand. guess as long as the truck is still running, which shows you why you know Gunn was taking such good care of that
0: truck. But like, <laughs> what? Why? What? I know. What?
1: I don't understand.
0: Yeah. And no, it's so it's so stupid. dumb. Okay, and then like I've been thinking about this one for a while. Yeah. So we have Cordelia, who is mm-hmm. now part demon, who gets incredible visions from the powers that be. Except when they involve Connor. Right. There was no vision about Connor coming, being born, no vision about Holtz, no vision about Connor getting stolen. There mm-hmm. is... So I'm like, okay, the only thing that makes sense, there has to be some kind of block around yeah. Cordelia having any visions about Connor.
1: That, that's the I only guess, thing that
0: makes sense to me.
1: I guess... The powers that the powers that be are just assholes. I guess. Like, okay, these people work for you. They're carrying your visions, right? If something bad is going to happen to them, and it's not like they haven't given her. She had a vision of Gun when he was going to get hurt. She has visions of the, she has visions of the team all the time when bad things are going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, but for some reason, no, you know, mention of Connor, and she comes back like right after Connor's gone. If she had come back and said, "I had a vision," right. You know, and I know what's happened and I'm here, you know, um, and had rushed back. That would have at least given her a little agency or a little something and it would have made the powers that be not look like such incredible dicks. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's weird. I think
0: I think something has to be blocking. That That's the only way I can yeah. make peace with that. Um, yeah. And then I, I did get to thinking about what you would sell your soul for. And like mm-hmm. the wants and the needs, and the, and then the demon talked about that a little bit, you know. And Gun sold his soul for a truck, which sounds incredibly stupid, but that truck kept Gun alive, and it let him keep other people alive. And yeah, so, like, no, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. for character building, like, he didn't think he was going to live that long. He didn't think he was going to yeah. have much of a future, so he mm-hmm. was willing yeah. to trade that in order to protect people. Which I think is actually a really fundamental and great part of Gunn's character. I think so. And I don't like it being played for a joke. Right. In this, Mm -hmm. you know, in this episode. Um, Yeah. So that's all. That's all. That's all I can pull out of this. (laughs) Yeah. I think you did an excellent job
1: because this is not a fun episode.
0: And I feel like all my research questions are covered in slime and it's just gross. Oh, I know. (laughs) So with that. It feels a little dirty, kind of like Lauren. Yeah. It's like, ugh, (laughs) y'all need a shower. Um, uh, (laughs) So with that, we'll brood. What you need to know about this episode is that Cordelia and crew are back. Wesley is home from the hospital, and Angel has given up on finding a way to Cortal, forced to accept that Connor is lost to him for good. Other than that, Double or Nothing is fully worth skipping and maybe worth skipping
1: twice yes no don't watch it (laughs) it's just so bad i mean i guess okay like okay skim through it get (laughs) to the fred and wesley stuff and the wesley scenes yeah but the rest of it yeah no the rest of it's really dumb and you just don't need to you don't need to do it we watch it so that you don't have to all right dr jones what is making you thirsty this week i got nothing i had i had
0: heartbreak and and like super tense dark angel which is Awesome yeah. to watch, but not in the thirsty world. um mm-hmm. Followed by a bunch of sold soul nonsense that doesn't, yeah. no, I cannot be this confused. Well, what about Gru? No. Even Gru no. doesn't make
1: you even a little
0: thirsty? Not this time. Not this I'm time. I'm glad yeah, he's no, back I get and he's sweet and all, but there's just too much slime,
1: Lonnie. I just can't get in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Some things are just full on turnoffs. All right. So, how about favorite part? What you got for oh, favorite God. part? Oh God, Lila Morgan grabbing that knife, uh, walking over yeah. to Linwood, smiling at him, and then cutting her own hand. Oh my God, I love that woman. Oh my God, I love that because the look on her face is like, Linwood, While you're wetting yourself. <laughs> I'm twice the man you will ever be. And she just, boom. I love. that. I love
0: it. I love it. She's like, you owe me, you little bastard. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, so great. Yeah. What about you? I'll take a wild guess.
1: <laughs> oh God. Well, yeah. The, I mean, Wesley's, you know, like unconscious or just quiet for most of it, so I kind of can't pick him. But um, Dark Angel mm-hmm. is absolutely like my favorite thing. I think. I think my absolute favorite is after the spell fizzles and he grabs Linwood's chair and just clunk, 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 clunk up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't find that so funny. Oh, no, I laughed out There's loud. There's a lot of stuff that I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> find funny. I'm a little bit worried about what it says about me. But, hey, it's too late. If I'm a bad person, I'm a bad person. I'm just going to have to accept it. A very smart <laughs> woman, woman that. told me
0: once, love what you love.
1: <laughs> love what you love. And I love me some Dark Angel Dragon Linwood Murrow up the stairs <laughs> in chair. <laughs> All right, to join in the discussion on Twitter, follow me at Lonnie rich and Kelly at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag #StillDead. Or you can support Chipperish Media
0: to the tune of a dollar a month or more and gain access to the live chat and Discord where you can hang out with me and Lonnie and all the Chipperish patrons whose souls are definitely worth more
1: than air conditioning. Visit <laughs> patreon.com chipperish to find out more. You can also show your support for Still Dead by writing a review at Apple Podcasts, nominating us for podcast awards, or talking about the show on social media. Spread the word. It's good for the
0: soul. And to say thanks to our rogue demon hunters who take the time to write reviews, we turn to the Prophecy Scrolls. I am writing these in reverse chronological order, so post your review and you'll hear your prophecy soon. For NatLant. In the mystical underground of LA, there's a demon casino in need of a new owner and a musically psychic karaoke bar owner in need of a new club. Before Wolfram and Hart's mergers and acquisitions department can seize this opportunity, the powers that be have called upon you, dear one, to help Lauren take over the casino and transform it from a place to lose your soul while losing all your money into a place to sing for your soul while also maybe losing all of your money. You'll need a clever (laughs) rebranding and marketing campaign, some help from the Furies to keep violence out, and a bartender who won't sell Lorne out to the bad guys. But if you succeed, Lorne will have a new club that doesn't get destroyed every other episode, and Team Angel will once again have a Seabreeze-serving sanctuary. I have a funny feeling that they're going to need it. (laughs) We will be back next time with Season 3, Episodes 19 and 20, The Price, which is a skipper, and A New World, which is a watcher. Until then, we can't wait to see how this turns out.